Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Gary Price. How's it going? It's going. We're back. We're in studio. It's been a while, but we're here to talk. It's been a while. Oh, gosh. Calm down there, Stained. Uh, (laughs) Stained my huggies. We're here to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football because this is a Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast. And as most of you know, uh, or not most of you know, but most of you have probably gone through your rookie drafts, a lot of them. So we're about to enter a period here of Dynasty Summer. Now, remember, there's no off-season dynasty, so we have a lot of content to get into about buys, sells, dynasty construction. We we have to take this summer and get ready for the 2021 season because it's a big season. It's 17 weeks, man. I don't know I if you li- knew that. I do know that. I like your new coin term, though, dynasty, dynasty summer. Dynasty summer. That was that was slick. Yeah, it was, I like that. I'm going to start Gotta using Got to get summer it. ready. Yeah. Hot dynasty summer. All summer, we're calling this the, the summer of dynasty. Summer of dynasty. So <laughs> it's a big season. It's the biggest season we will ever see as dynasty fantasy football players, because as we all know, there's a hot debate saying, Hey, do we do our season now? Like we always did it. Or do we do playoffs 15, 16, 17 NFL is like, Hey buddies. Hey gals. I got your answer for you. <laughs> week 14 by, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Playoffs no, start week 15. No Sorry. Playoffs in week 14. It is. All Somebody's right. going to mess up and still leave their sentence the same. Like, well, what do we do? It's round one. I think a lot of the platforms switch it to automatically do uh, your playoffs that way. I know Sleeper does. So hopefully, yeah, because they're great like that. Last nerd standing, they hooked me up. And I go there <laughs> like, oh, when do I got to start the playoffs? Oh, they did it for me. Perfect. And there will be more last nerd standing leagues opening up soon. Oh, so, we get questions about that a lot. Yeah. Well, dude, we're in the year three into this, like the, the initial launch, and people are having a great I'm having a great time in them now. Like, even right. if like, I was really stressed out about them, but like <laughs> he now. You said now. now. I'm having a really, well, dude, Finally. it was a lot of stress, but now I'm having a really <laughs> a good time in there because, like, now you know, we're down to eight teams. So the rookie drafts, like, there's only eight teams drafting rookies. So in the right. third round, like, I'm in, a, I'm in one. You're still getting some players. I got Rashad right? Bateman yeah. in the third round. What? Be, well, dude, it's only eight teams. So um, next year, there's only be six teams. And then after that, it's the final. So I gotta open some more leagues. It's a it it's it's way more fun than the last I year draft is gonna be wild. It is because there's gonna be four teams. Wow. And there's only four rounds. Picking up some players. And you have to cut a player to draft a guy too. So some people could skip picks. So we'll see. Uh, I'll do a last nerd standing show when we get closer to it. I'm not gonna Ooh. open those leagues till July. I'm just too busy right now. Um but as we enter Dynasty Summer, right? Like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do besides listen to Dynasty Nerds podcasts, listen to other Dynasty podcasts, and check out the Dynasty GM and DynastyNerds.com and watch our YouTube videos, which is all fantastic stuff to do in Dynasty Summer. Well, I can give you one thing you should be doing. You should be going to DynastyDepot.com because DynastyDepot.com is going to give you an opportunity this summer to enhance your Dynasty portfolio, right? To buy some Dynasty Fantasy Football teams Mm. or enhance your wallet by selling some Dynasty Fantasy Football teams. All you got to do, go to DynastyDepot.com, use the promo code NERDS. It's going to give you their $50 uh, package for $14.99. This is going to give you an opportunity to be like on eBay with Dynasty teams. It's an FFPC platform, which is, you know, one of the most solid platforms you can play Dynasty Fantasy Football on and it's going to let you go on there draft some teams and sell some teams so maybe what do you want to do this summer like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna join ffpc i'm gonna draft teams with the sole purpose of selling them because i am such a good drafter or you're gonna be like you know what i'm gonna go on depot.com i'm gonna invest in a couple teams and make a couple bucks and then sell those at the end of the year there's so many different things you could do at depot.com with buying and selling dynasty fantasy football teams i encourage all of our listeners to get there right now use that promo code nerds Check them out, get Dynasty Depot, make some money, enhance that portfolio, or invest in yourself. You know what I mean? Like invest in your Dynasty knowledge. There's a lot of a lot of good things going on there. And of course, we're gonna be here all summer long because it's Dynasty Summer to help you manage and build the ultimate dynasty team. Because again, we're here for one reason, one reason only. We're not here for anything but to win our league this year, right? That right. Money. And we'll have rebuild shows to help you rebuild too. But I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you're probably in championship caliber mode, right? Like you're ready to go. Like you're ready to rock it out, win some ships. I know I am. I'm in almost 20 leagues and almost all my leagues right now are ready to go for the gusto. There all you go. Because I ain't here to mess around because I am here to win. You got to remember, 
Dynasty's fun because it's long term, but you know what's really fun? Long term winning. Success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So make sure everybody gets to dynastydepot.com. Check them out. Use that promo code NERDS. And remember, just check them out first before you even drop that uh, promo on there. You're going to see some teams that you might want to buy or you might love the platform. I love the platform. We all use the platform. Yep. I encourage you to. So some news happened today. Jeff Wilson got hurt towards meniscus. So, yeah, I mean, Fran. that's that's one of the, you know, obviously San Fran's flooded right now. I feel like that depth chart is, is overrun with a bunch of, of, of running backs. They just kept, you know, they added two more this offseason. So at least this helps clear up some stuff for the, for the early portion of the season. Uh, Jeff Wilson going down. Uh, we'll give a guy like Trey Sermon a little bit of extra, I guess, opportunity there in the offseason to prove that he can do it. That's can, one, that's can one getting the, hotter, Trey Sermon? Well, that's, that's one of the difficulties with all of their running backs are mm-hmm. all their guys seem to be injury-prone type guys. That Mostert was hurt a lot last right. year. Trey Sermon, that was one of the biggest red flags in his profile was constantly being injured. So that's one of the problems that San Francisco has had overall is all the injuries to the running back position. It's not starting off good. No. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But it, it really could with how, how successful Kyle Shanahan has been with using the running backs – Whoever that guy is, if there is a guy, he could have a monster fantasy season. Which right now, all signs point to Raheem Mostert. So you're talking about good value in dynasty fantasy football right now. Raheem Mostert might be one of those guys. A lot of people are saying, you know, they're going to Miami. Hey, that's good value here. They're going to Atlanta. Hey, this is really good value here. Nobody's talking about Raheem Mostert because everybody's just assuming. I mean, I'm seeing Trey Sermon go... Seventh overall, eighth overall, and some like in rookie drafts, and I'm like, hey, I like to land in spot too, but let's pump the bricks a little bit pump here. Pump the bricks, indeed. Yeah, and they also drafted high. Elijah Mitchell, who showed some good tape there. He did coming out of uh, Louisiana as well, and he took him. I know he's later sixth round, but how many times have we seen that too, where the second guy drafted turns out to be the guy? I'm not saying that's a case, but it's definitely a possibility. Mostert wasn't drafted. Jeff Wilson wasn't drafted. They they don't they're not shy about playing a guy that's no. been a late round guy or it was what sixth guy. round, I believe. Uh, for yeah, for Mitchell. for Mitchell. Yep. So I mean, he's got he's got an opportunity. He's on the team. If he shows well, he'll get his chance for sure. Yeah. So it's it, I'm real interested what's going to happen out there in San Francisco. I mean, you know, of course, I'm not listening to any of the reports that say, "Oh, Elijah Mitchell looks good so far in the six person non padded <laughs> practice." But everybody's talking Trey Sermon. Elijah Mitchell's good value. I think Raheem Mostert's good value because with Jeff Wilson going down. There's a good chance that Raheem, if Raheem Mostert could carve out just being the guy there, like the main guy there with his speed and his ability, he already showed us what he can do in that offense. Mm-hmm. Now that offense has expanded its weapons, uh, I think Raheem Mostert's one of the best win-now buys that you could possibly uh, get. And since everybody's so hot on Trey Sermon, you, you might be able to get Raheem Mostert for a second-round pick. Oh, I, I definitely think you can. Would you approach that that specific backfield? Because I know we don't like to do this with all backfields, but would you approach that specific backfield with kind of the shotgun approach where just give me as many bullets in that gun as I can and hopefully one of them ends up being the guy this season? Or are you specifically just wanting to single out Raheem Mostert? I, no, I I like Elijah Mitchell shares. I Let me put it this way. I In all my rookie drafts, I have I think Elijah Mitchell might be my number one own player. Oh, okay. Because I'm getting him there in the third, yeah. like mid-third, because once you get, I know we're going to talk about like some of the guys you talked about last week when I wasn't yeah. here, the top 24, like what do I agree with, what I don't agree with. But like once you get outside that top 24, we hyped up this 21 class to be super stellar and deep. And it's a really, really nice class. But once you get past 24, you're talking about the biggest doo-doo sandwich that all these other classes provide. We'll find a guy out there. I mean, we yeah, still got like guys. Austin Watkins out there. Um, I like Elijah Mitchell is the one guy that I've been targeting mm-hmm. heavy because listen, after this, like I'm taking guys that like running backs here, kind of like we talked about early in the process, Matt guys that offer some upside and Elijah Mitchell's that guy, that guy, because I'm giving him the third round. I'm going to have my taxi squad. I'll know what I have in Elijah Mitchell within 18 months. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'll know what I have in the sky. The lit, the, the upside there is pretty huge because He's only another injury away from be, having significant share of fantasy production there in San Fran. But to answer your question, I I do like that, like getting many of those bullets in the gun I can. The only problem is Trey Sermon's value has gone up so bullet. much that bullets it's a, it's a golden bullet. It's like we're playing we're playing gold nine. It's oh. a golden bullet. You only get only you only need one. Just one. But if it's only one bullet. It's going to be a price and bully. Yeah. Supply and demand. But everybody's treating Trey Sermon like he's the guy automatically. No, I don't, I, I don't understand that. I would, I would have, I would have liked the shotgun approach to Rich's point. 
earlier in the offseason when you were getting Trey Sermon at 13, 14, 15 sure. than I do now. Um, Especially after the Jeff Yeah, because because you could go back and follow him up and get him, you know, Elijah Mitchell, like, like Rich was saying, in the third later. round. And then maybe – and then if you got both of those pieces, I would say it's probably worth it to go out and get Raheem Mostert for a next-year second or something like that and, and just kind of get the set because that way you know you're going to get a guy week in and week out in an offense that we know we like and that values the running back and, and can put in some high-end production from the running back position for fantasy. The, uh, the other thing with Jeff Wilson, just to keep an eye on – Four to six months does not mean he's going to miss the entire season. Correct. Right. So he could return back. They have a week six by. So week seven could be an ideal time potentially for him to come back. And this this smells like a pup type of situation where, you know, yeah. whatever. We saw that happen with right. Tevin Coleman last year. He was out for the beginning of the year. How'd that work out with back Tevin Coleman? Back. <laughs> it got annoying. That was all it did was he got in the way of Jarek McKinnon and then Jarek McKinnon was gone. And then, like... I, I still envision this probably being an annoying situation more than anything. This is, what, this is what happened when Tevin Coleman came back. The whole locker room was like, somebody fart? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> doo-doo in here. That was funny. <laughs> but four to six weeks or four to six months for a meniscus, that must mean he's opting not to have surgery, right? Because if he did have surgery, I, I think meniscus usually have a shorter time frame when you just get the thing removed and get it yanked out. I don't know. That's a good question. I honestly don't know. He might just be rehabbing if, if it's that long of a, a, a timetable. But I guess time will tell. Uh, that's just in my memory. That, uh, that's what I remember meniscus. Okay. Yeah. That it's could taking be true. longer if, if you don't do the surgery. It's why I like Elijah Mitchell at the top of the third, just because like I like that upside. I mean, he's not unfamiliar with being a part of a three-headed backfield. That's where he was at Louisiana. And you got to remember, when he was a part of that three-field backfield, I mean, he still averaged 13.7 touches per game at Louisiana. That's what he mm-hmm. averaged. So he wasn't like the main guy there, but he averaged 92 yards and a touchdown Per game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with this offense, there's some upside there. He's definitely got the speed and, and you know athleticism to break off big plays, and I think that's how he's going to be used early on is you know sparingly, but he's probably going to offer some pretty nice chunk plays here and there. It's it's where he thrives in that system, right. too, that Kyle Shannon's of the outside zone system, the one-cut runner. Wasn't uh, uh, overly excessively used in the passing game, but like you said, can or cannot. He can. Yep. I mean, look, we were talking about Jonathan Taylor. Like, I was worried about his drop rate. I'm watching videos of Jonathan Taylor and OTAs <laughs> running 30-yard yeah, routes, catching balls over his shoulder. I'm like, what is going on over here? Naheem Hines, slow your man down. This guy <laughs> could be 2,500-yard person season. And Elijah Jesus. Mitchell was a was a wide receiver in high school, so we know that yeah. he can catch a ball. Um, it was just a matter of getting Good him catch. involved. Yep. Good catch. So, so. I, I'm really intrigued about that. So, I like I like Elijah Mitchell and I like Raheem Mostert and I'm I'm willing to gamble on those two guys. Trey Sermon's too hot, but I'm using that hot name right now because right now is the hottest his name has ever been. I'm using that to my advantage as a dynasty player. I'm buying Raheem Mostert and I'm buying Elijah Mitchell. Now, if Elijah Mitchell, what, what I'm buying Elijah Mitchell for is say say he went in the fourth round of your rookie draft. I would try and buy him for a third round next year. Is yep. what I try to buy. Yep, that's where I go. If you went, if you went in the third round of your draft, I'm just trying to find a player I might not want on my roster that I could I could flip for him. Someone else's handcuff or something like that. Something along those. Yeah, just Darrington Evans. You have you have Derrick Henry. Here's Darrington Evans. A perfect example. Like I I would like to get Elijah Mitchell on my roster, and Darren Evans not a bad little swoopy on my as well. And Al- then for Alexander me, Madison, would you go to that length? I would go to that length yeah. because Dalvin Cook's just the man there. Like sure. I, I don't have when it comes to rate the when it comes to running backs, I don't have the patience to wait for Alexander Madison's contract to run out over the next three years for him to be the guy or two more years two more to years. be the guy because chances I'm, chances I'm are there's just going to be another another rookie. I mean, you know, you know that 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 takes that spot anyway. Like these, the chances of him. There's leaving, only so many Mike right. Davises and Michael Turner's. Yep. Like that doesn't work out very often. Exactly. exactly. Look at the two names you mentioned: Mike Davis, who just happened, and they can go back to Michael Turner. That was yeah. eight years ago. We've seen others try it. Like remember Ben Tate? Remember? Oh, I remember how big Ben that Tate. Was very be? close. Oh, very close to my heart. That game came to. But Ooh. you're right. That, that that hasn't panned out lately. It hasn't in the in the NFL game dynasty game like that. Ooh, when he's a free agent, he's going to be a no, stud because you're either good enough to be a starting running back or in you're the first guy, two years, or you're, you're just kind of a backup guy. Yeah. And nobody's paying these running backs. Second, like if you're a good running back, your team's paying you, mm-hmm. and then that's it. If you hit the free agent market, good luck because nobody wants to pay the running back any kind of rate. Like Mike Davis got a contract, but it wasn't a glorious contract. Oh, people still thought, including myself, that they were very much so in the market to take a running back in the draft. And yeah. had it been a better running back draft, they probably would have. Exactly. It's just the market we're in. It's how you should treat running backs. I mean, we talk about in this podcast all the time how we treat running backs in Dynasty Fantasy First Football. First contract. The most, the most fluid 
position on your roster at all times until you get to those outliers, guys like Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, and I'm moving them. And these are because there's guys out there you could buy. Like, again, right now, if you're a contender, you can go out there and buy Raheem Moster. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, what's that cost? It's easy for me to say on this podcast, oh, I'd pay a second, which some leagues that will get it done, some leagues it won't. But now's the time to do that. I right? think most leagues it would. I honestly think most leagues it would get it done unless the team you're taking him from is also a legitimate contender. Ah, but I'm, but I'm if it's a rebuilding, it. and, right. and I think it makes sense for the rebuilding team as well. Oh, really if does. I'm a rebuilder, I have no idea if this guy's going to play one game or, mm-hmm. or 100 games. I have no clue. I, I'd much rather get a second next year. Because there's a good chance come week five, week six, the price tag on Raheem Moster for the rental will be a first-round pick. It very well could be. If he, if he starts out the gate hot. I mean, every time he's had an opportunity with Sam Fran, he's looked fantastic. And he's been healthy. He's been healthy, which is not very often. Right. He's been fantastic, but you can't predict injuries. Right. You, you can't. You got to hope that we're only looking for one year. Sometimes you can. <laughs> Some players you can predict. Sammy Watts. Yeah. Hey, I know, but he got hurt, and it was just one of those injuries that just never. It just never went away. So never went away. San Fran, interesting scenario. Atlanta, interesting scenario with Mike Davis. Uh, Miles Gaskin in Miami. I just feel. I feel like they're just going to bring a guy. They, Every time you hear about a running, they're in on that guy, right? They've been they, they wanted to draft a running back. They wanted to they put potentially it, sign a running they back. They put a claim in for Karrion Johnson, but got out well, outbid. And, or, and apparently, they were going to take Javante Williams, yep. and Denver jumped them so to did, make sure yeah. they could get Javante. Which sucks. I would have liked him a lot in Miami. That would have been a it would have been a great fit. I think Denver will still be a very good fit. It'd be fine, especially if Aaron Rodgers ends up there. Mm. Yeah, good luck with that. I can trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver. But They're not trading know. him anywhere. <laughs> there's a lot of players that said this team is not trading for this They're player. And, uh, that's true. That, that has there's no lot. way the Lions trade Matt Stafford. They'd be idiots. <laughs> but I don't think they get Jared Goff is back. But, hey, who's he throwing the football to? <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. That's for sure. Well, it was my dynasty t- tight end two overall. But I moved Kyle Pitts there because I had to because I talked so much love. But now that if Julio leaves, my Julio leaves, that's my love is strong. It's so strong. I'm in Calvin Ridley. He's gone as soon as June first hits, man. Don't oh, you think Julio? Julio's gone? Well, yeah. When he goes on the podcast, Shannon Sharp calls him up and he says, "Hey, I'm out of there, man." But I bet you they are. Do, do can can they do a trade right now and just and say it's post post June first, or do they have to actually wait for June first? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so real, real quick it. on real quick on Miles Gaskin, you brought him up and mentioned him. This is something I haven't heard anybody talk about much. Uh, Chan Gailey was the offensive coordinator in Miami last year, and that was part of the reason that they had so much success. Um, He really values the speed. We do have a new offensive system in there. Their head coach is not an offensive guy, Brian Flores. Just something to keep an eye on. It it could mean nothing. It could mean everything. So just something to keep keep an eye on. Yeah, all these guys are not going to pan out. It never works out that way. Something something happens. And plus Miami's not going to be as reluctant to rely on the running game. You know, mm-hmm. they bring in Jalen Waddle. They bring in Will Fuller. They have Devontae Parker. They have Preston Williams. They have Mike Kosicki. They signed another tight end. They drafted another tight end as well. So they might be adding all these passes and weapons to see what they have. And they, they, they got to find out what they have in Tua. They need right. Tua to take Tua's going to have a full off season. Oh, He's don't gonna... worry. We'll talk about him. <laughs> don't you worry. Don't we? we nerd Herd episode. Nerd Herd episode. Let's we'll not, talk let's about not go too deep into the two of <laughs> Nerd Herd episode, we're talking, just to let you guys know, sophomore step-ups. Ooh, so guys coming in their second year that we think Ooh. are going to take a big step up. Some are be a little chalky, but some are having some good information. A little, little, little spice. All right. So before we go, you know, let's move on and go into what you guys talked about last week. The, your top 24. Yep. Which sure. is essentially Garrett's top 24 and you commented on it. I sure did. Like, I sure did. So before we go on, because I know we're going to talk about like the guys after 24, which is going to be a nice thing to talk about. We're going to talk about like, some guys. There's some guys. Some Jags. There's names. There's some guys. So obviously my, no, my number one uh, offense here is Javante Williams at one. Because, Over Najee. Yeah. Well, and I have, because I have Javante Williams at three, okay at four. Okay, at five, and 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 we talked about you know Najee basically being two. Like we had, we both had Javante first because that's how we have them. We have them ranked that yeah. way. And then it, you know it was, I think, was it Etn that went. Etn's we the one that slid for he us. He kind of ranged all the way down to maybe five or six. But we said on the podcast, hey, if if you pick Najee at three. That's totally legitimate. If you need a running back, because after that, there's like this cliff that happens. Or ETN at three, you mean? Uh, yeah, what did I say, Najee? Yeah. Sorry, uh, ETN at three. Yeah. So we said one and two are kind of locked for us. They are. And then after that, three through six are kind of 
willy nilly. Yeah, so, I'm so gonna I say both. Like, my my one two is yeah. locked too. Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. I was gonna say you just have a different top two, and yeah. then your floater. Now is, I will is say one thing that did change because Matt talked me into it. I wasn't quite sure where to put Kyle Pitts. I ended up. I do have him at three now. There you just go. Just so you know, Hell you talk. You talked me into it. Hell now I am willing in a one QB PPR league. I am willing to take if somebody took Kyle Pitts one. I'm okay with it because you're getting you're getting Darren Waller essentially in my eyes. You're getting Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay. Like if TJ Hawkinson was in this draft, I'd be okay. It's spare, taking him pretty it, high. It, there's it, there's just there's not there's not any there's barely any tight ends that are that kind of impact on your on your roster. He's a receiver. They're, they're difference makers. Exactly. Yeah. So it's you have to value them as such. I mean, yes, there's going to be people that are going to argue, hey, these tight ends that are drafted this high in the NFL, their bust rate is, is high and they don't end up being these fantasy producers that you want. But I, I say Kyle Pitts is a completely different animal. He is a wide receiver playing tight end. And, yeah. and that's and why Julio's you, leaving. And that's why you value him as such. Yeah, I laps. I mean, I've I've done enough commentary on the show of why I love Kyle Pitts and where why he's worthy. I I've explained my theory on a tight end position in dynasty fantasy football. If you can get one of those top five, top four league guys, it's a huge advantage over your league mates come playoff time, come mm-hmm. championship time. And you got to remember, I say this all the time: when you're in playing dynasty fantasy football, when you get to the championship game, you get to the late round of the playoffs. There's a lot of good teams when you're in year four year three of your dynasty team, where can you get that advantage? Because you're most likely fa- facing the guy who has Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. And there's a reason those guys are in the playoffs a lot because they have Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a top tier. And it, those are all those guys there, but you say, oh, there's four or five guys. Okay, are you one of those four or five teams? Because if you aren't, then you're a have-not. be tough. And in dynasty, you don't want to be a have-not because then you get an offset like, Okay, my tight end's weak, but then I got Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, okay, well, that's a pretty rare accomplishment, which could happen last year because Christian McCaffrey got hurt. But it's a rare accomplishment. So my biggest beef is Najee Harris is it's not a huge beef because I do like Javante Williams. Before you go into this any further, can you just run down the list of, yeah. of Garrett's um, top twenty four in case nobody, you yeah. know, in case somebody didn't didn't hear the last oh, week. Oh, because I was on the show last week. You you're like, I'm there. not even listening. People might have just checked out completely. That's Why don't true. we just recap it real fast? This Garrett guy has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> there are a couple people that feel that way. Javante, <laughs> oh, a lot of people feel that way about me too. I'm not a, I'm not a cup of tea for everybody. Trust me on that one. And I know it. That's my wife. Javante Williams, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne. Now I'm going to stop there because that top six for me, I'm okay with. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I like that top six. Now, you know, and, uh, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, I, I, we, you and I, we all had Devontae Smith one. Over mm-hmm. Jamar Chase there. People tell us we're stupid. That's fine, too. De- De- Devontae Smith is super smooth. But him and Chase, to me, either way you want to really go, quality, quality guys. But those those top six guys, to me, are good solid. Tier. And Jalen Waddle, you guys have at seven. I'd almost say, actually, top seven tier because – I'm real excited about Jalen Waddell, how I mentioned him before. Like He offers such high upside, that Tyree Kill explosive upside, where he's getting you the yards and the touchdowns week in, week out. Not overly concerned about the receptions. I'm worried about his production, which I think could be at a very high level. I like Jalen Waddell a lot. And then after that, you have Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore. And that was one of Trevor Matt Lawrence. biggest arguments was, was Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall. Those were those were the two biggies for us. Yeah, I would definitely have you have Terrace Mar- so Kadarius Tonius, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Terrace Marshall, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Pat Fryermuth, Amari Rogers, Justin Fields, Nico Collins, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Diamia Brown, don't like that whatsoever. Cornell Powell, don't overly love that as well as my top twenty four. But the problem is for me to argue so once you get to twenty two, like I like that. Like I would probably slide Mac Jones up a little bit. Um I would slide Elijah Mitchell up a little bit. I would slide up um, Austin Watkins potentially a little bit, even though he went undrafted. Not a really good situation for him. Um, but I don't like. That's the thing. Once you get past, once you get to round twenty-two or so, like I don't really love anybody. That's why I take Elijah Mitchell at the top of the second because other people are taking these guys. I don't like Diami Brown. Diami. Di- sorry, Diami yep. Brown in Washington. I don't need to learn his name because I'm never going to have him in my <laughs> rosters and I'm never going to play him because. They're going to lock up Terry McLaurin long-term. They just signed Curtis Samuel. They have speed in routes at the receiving position. Diami Brown, Diami Brown. There you go. It's a Diami summer, guys. And, you know, 
that Diamond Summers are turned into a brown town in the toilet because he doesn't offer much. Because you also have, you have Logan Thomas there. You're die nasty. Yeah, I am. Check out that license plate. Look, I just got. What does he offer? Like, what does he offer? What is what is what does Diami Brown offer? I think he offers some nice downfield stretching ability. I'm not sure he's going to be all that ultra productive. He offers the Washington football team some downfield potential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, he offers some big plays. I think he's going to be a downfield guy, though. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be a very up-and-down fantasy producer. Well, this isn't Cedar Point. This is Dynasty Summer. I want nothing to do with <laughs> Diami Brown. So, Power Tower, you just want to go up, right? You're I mean, the guy that just wants to get uh, shot yeah. up. Just shoot me uh, up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't, don't drop me down because I'm getting a little funny, tingly feeling. <laughs> um, Cornell Powell, like, I'm okay with it. There's upside there if Miko Hardman doesn't pan out. But, like, I, well, I really, they're, he, they're very different receivers, too. I think he would be more of the possession guy that Sammy Watkins kind of was because right. he couldn't do as much as he used to do. Because he was, yeah. yeah. So I, I think he's more of, like, the safety blanket guy more than the big play I guy. I mean, there's just other guys here, like, I would just rather, like, gamble-wise. We're going to talk about those guys after this, sure. so I won't go into those names yet, but there's there's multiple guys I would take over both these guys. Powell's, I'm okay with Powell because okay. he's in that tier of, like, whatever. You know, like, that's how I feel after 22, like, Whatever. Sure. Diami was just more more so a case of like day two draft capital. I I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. And it's an offense that's going to fling the ball around. So we'll find out early if he's going to be able to make plays. I think it's a nice ma- I think it's a nice match with Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. uh, with what he likes to do and just kind of chucks the ball down. Yeah, that's long term. No, no, it's going to be very short term. Yeah, very short term. Hey, have you seen Tom Brady? That means Fitzpatrick has at least four years. <laughs> at least, at least. I don't have a lot of hate. Like I do like Terrace Marshall higher than fourteen. Um, and I had mentioned that. Yep. I, I, I would take him over. I know I'm on Ross St. Brown's in a really good position, but I would take him over him. Um, him and Kadarius Tony are interchangeable for me, but I would take Terrace Marshall over Kadarius. Okay. Um, I do like Trevor Lawrence there. I'm okay with Rondé Moore. I still absolutely love Elijah Moore. But if you went Bateman over Moore, like I don't hate it either because I love Bateman's tape so much and I love the player so much. I'm hoping they can overcome in Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like I hope he. Could- I think I think we're starting to see a transition too. Of I think they are trying to make a more concerted effort to get weapons in the passing game. I, we'll see how many more attempts that actually translates to. It's you said that you said that with a straight face. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think they're making a concerted effort. We'll to, see if it works. I don't know that it will. look like they're going to throw the ball more. <laughs> I'm. I don't know how much they're going to, in theory, actually. Actually, do. we'll find yeah. out. They ha- I think. I think what they have to find out this year is can they do that? They're going to pay specifically Lamar Jackson. outside of 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 the hash marks. Like, they, can they throw to the outside? We know they can throw it to the middle of the field. That's where almost all of Lamar's production has been is to I know, but R- Mark Rashad, Andrews and Hollywood Brown in the middle of the field. And I can live with that because Rashad can live in the middle. He could, but he's going to line up traditionally as, as an X. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see how all this pans out. It's going to be. I love the player. I'm going to trust that. I like the player. I like the draft capital. Um, yeah. First round pick. So it, it, they're invested in him to go going forward. I like Elijah Moore too, but like the only problem I have with Elijah Moore, the reason I would probably take, I don't know if I would take Elijah Moore. I probably would take Elijah Moore first, but there's concern there too. Like I love Zach Wilson, but they did sign Corey Davis as well. And they have Denzel Mims. And like, I know Elijah Moore is different. He's a fantastic player and the cream rises to the top, but I really like Denzel Mims game as well. And Corey Davis just got a really nice contract. You did. And Corey Davis is a very solid receiver. Like he's, yep. they paid him to be the number one. So you have to assume he's going to be the number one target. Like, game plan receiver that this new regime didn't draft Denzel Mims. So that kind of hurts Denzel Mims a little bit. Sure. Definitely taking Elijah Moore as high as they taken him. So like if anybody's hurt in this, as much as I love him, it's Denzel Mims. That's kind of how I feel about this as well. But, like I feel bad for him. The son. good news is it's one of Elijah, the 99 problems. Elijah Moore is probably going to play the slot. It's really just how soon is Crowder out of town? That's really the question. Like, is he, is he a cap casualty? Probably yeah. not. Cause they, how have, soon it is. They have plenty of What's room. What's his date? <laughs> it's, the it's summertime it's dynasty summer it's dynasty yeah. summer That's enjoy all. that dynasty summer jameson who's a very solid player very solid but this team has turned over to youth right they bring in michael carter all the receivers are young it, Corey davis on a second contract extremely young denzel mims extremely young elijah moore extremely young zach Most wilson of their offensive line 
if Zach Wilson showed up at my son's uh, middle school play, I'd be like, that kid could be involved. It's, it's okay. He belongs here. You know what I mean? So, like, this team is young. That baby face kid's pretty tall. Look at this guy out here doing, singing out of a little teacup. Look at him. I see a couple armpit hairs. Look at him. Is that, are there some fuzz in your arm? What do you got? Buck week in a headlock? Look at this guy. So, yeah, I mean, but there's not a lot to argue at this point. You know what I mean? Like, no. I'm not an analyst that goes out here. Nothing drives me crazy. Analyst goes like, "Oh, that's a terrible pill pick." You're gonna blah 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 blah. It's like you don't know now. Like I like his tape. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go off of that, yeah. and I trust it. I think Rashad, ba- like people, are like oh, Rashad Bateman's in a worse situation. Well, I just made an argument why Elijah Moore's in a, a worse situation because where are all those targets coming from the rookie, the receiver? That's a lot to throw on Zach Wilson's plate right away to yeah. throw the ball around like that. But Definitely if Jamison Crowder is gone, that that opens up at least 150 targets that need to be spread out to somebody. I, I, I mean, all directly was, just to him. Yeah, I mean, Corey Davis and Denzel Mims <laughs> and Elijah Moore and Elijah Moore. I mean, I think he's going to get a nice. What about chunk Chris Herndon? What about Chris? What Herndon? about Chris? He's getting eleven of those. He's gonna get twelve. Now we're down to one hundred thirty nine, <laughs> one hundred thirty eight. So, you know what I mean? Like it's like, I I I can understand the situation. That's why I get, all very it's close. a top seven. Rondale Moore, really nice receiver. I you weren't as high on it as I was. I'm but. worried about his fantasy football upside, like in what they're gonna do at receiver. Like, what do they trade for Julio Jones? They are the shortest team though. They Between are. Yeah, Kyler Rondale Moore. Dude. But they got some length. They went out and got new <laughs> sure. uh, uh, last year. If you put Rondell Moore on uh, Kyler Murray's uh, shoulders, he's as tall as our producer, Jared. <laughs> that is about, That's about it. So, well, let's move on to the guys after the top 24. But before we do, Garrett, tell me something really nice. Let me tell you something really, <laughs> really Thank nice. you. I've been working out. Right. I've been trying to, like, You're looking a little bit. Good. So I'm a little yeah. bit you you look, I'm just trying to feel Dynasty good. Summer looks good on you. Yes. I haven't been working out. <laughs> I have been getting some t- tan. A little bit tan. I've been outside. Rich, yeah. where would you, uh, how would you feel about getting a guy like Elijah Moore, Ron, uh, Rashad Bateman, maybe even your boy, Najee Harris, on yes. prediction strike? Even better, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, probably free. He's probably a, a penny. Penny, penny stocks. stocks. Penny stocks. Last week, Matt and I looked it up. You can get jo- two Javante Williams for the price of one Najee Harris. Mm. Oh, you can? Now you're interested, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, see, I'm not paying that price on prediction strike. There you I'm go. Looking at, I'm, I'm actually buying penny penny running backs. I'm buying Elijah Mitchell. You're I'm buying, buying Rashad Moser. Penny? I'm buying Michael Carter. Why wouldn't you buy Rashad Penny? It's a penny. If you're buying penny running backs. Because he's not going to play that much. Penny? Come on. Okay. Anyway, but at predictionstrike.com, I do like Chris Carson. At predictionstrike.com, that's exactly what you can do. You can buy and sell shares of players just like it's the stock market. I'm getting into crypto right now, so I, it's, it's making me even smarter. You're the one that crashed it. I, it was literally all my fault. <laughs> I bought the dip, so I feel good. I did too. I did too. <laughs> I was already Stellar, invested a lot. Let's go. Anyway, uh, but on predictionstrike.com, you can buy and sell these players the next round of guys that we're going to be talking about right after this, great names to kind of keep in the back of your mind of names that, you know what, they're not going to cost me much. I might have an opportunity to see mm. a little bit of growth. Even if they don't do a ton, they're probably still going to have growth on predictionstrike.com. Better yet, they have an app. The app is what I love to use. Uh, I, I do that for all of my fantasy football leagues as well. That's why I love Sleeper because I can do everything on the app. Best of all, Dynasty, the promo code Dynasty, you will get 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code Dynasty to receive $10 with your first deposit of $20 or more on PredictionStrike.com. Yeah, my favorite thing about PredictionStrike is like the, the key to Dynasty, like to have like really good success is to buy low and sell high. Yep. That's literally what Prediction Strike is. So if you found yourself over the years doing really well, Prediction Strike's for you and yep. you're going to make some money doing it. If you found yourself doing it you know, not doing well doing that, and you keep selling at the wrong time and buying at the wrong time. Probably shouldn't. Well, try it out anyways because they're a great sponsor, yeah. but you're probably going to lose money. Just a heads up, but <laughs> good practice makes perfect. Listen to more of the podcasts. And go. then the go and <laughs> kind of prediction strike. Well, maybe maybe that's not your, 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 your go-to, right? But maybe I have something that is your go-to. Maybe you're looking to play a new format or on a new platform, Dynasty okay. Fantasy Football. Well, I have something for you, and that's Reality Sports Online. Ooh, so. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried realitysportsonline.com yet? It's time to go see what all the buzz is about in the dynasty community. It's free agency. It's multi-year contracts. It's a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise trades, 
tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contracts and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It is not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online, fancy for an office, is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fancy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock draft free agency auction because that's what Reality Sports Online is. It's a free agency auction. It's, auction. Not, it's an auction yep. website. So if you're not familiar with auction, it's where you get, a, you get a set amount of money, you go in there, and you nominate a player. And you're like, I nominate... DeAndre Hopkins for $1. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I will give two. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I will give five. And then there's a lot of strategy in auction leagues. You know, my favorite strategy is like, let a lot of people spend the big bucks early. And then when they all start to get low on money, I come in here and re- reap the rewards and get all the players that I want at a bargain price. But do a mock draft and see where you Find your strategy to be at realitysportsonline.com right now. And if you use the promo code NERDS, you get 10% off on your team or your league today. That's right, 10% off using that promo code NERDS for the best auction website out there today. Fantasy just got real, realitysportsonline.com. Nice. Now let's talk about some of these turds, shall we? <laughs> nice. Some of, these guys, some of these guys are, are you know. Okay. So do you want to continue down uh, Garrett's same list so that we uh, ha- kind of have some consistency? We don't miss anybody. All right. And then I will say, you can go down your list, and I will say, have, have not. And have not means, well, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to touch you. You smell. You probably got, if I touch you, my hands will probably turn brown from doo-doo stains because you are doo-doo. Gotcha. Got it. There's just a lot of guys here that I, I honestly, now somebody's going to pan out for sure. Right. But the odds of these guys paying out to me are slim as they ever been. Like, again, I, this draft is kind of somewhat, the depth is slightly disappointing. So, so let's see. So the next guy on my list, I'm not even sure you guys have gotten an opportunity to watch have. much tape. Have you now? Okay, good. He's a have. Hey, there we go. The next guy on my list, number 25, 301 in a 12 team draft is Emir Smith-Marset out of Iowa. This is somebody we did not do a breakdown on. But I was fortunate right before the NFL draft, I got my hands on some tape of his, was really, really impressed. He ended up going in the fifth round to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And he's got pretty good size, six foot and three quarters. Uh, he had a pretty good 40 time. He was in the in the low four fives. I think, I believe he was a four five flat. Um, and this was a guy that was a punt returner. Amir Smith-Marset made a lot of big plays, a lot of splashy plays in bowl games. But it's the Iowa offense. It's not a high-flying offense. It's it's nothing that catered to his skill set. Mm-hmm. But he, like I said, fifth round, Minnesota. Minnesota does have a history of taking later round receivers or even undrafted receivers. Yeah. You know where Stephon Diggs was drafted? Fifth round? Out of Maryland. Out of Maryland. You remember where uh, uh, our good friend uh, Adam Thielen was drafted? 11th round. Exactly. <laughs> was ran, not drafted. He ran a 4-4-3. Just oh, did he really? Okay, mock yeah. draft will have it at four five, so that's even yeah. better. If it's a four four three, he's running yeah, a little four fours. I appreciate it. Take right there. Um, so yeah, so pretty good size, good speed, and like I said, we saw a lot on special teams. He can make guys miss. Yes, there's some inconsistencies in his game, but when you're talking about somebody that at least has all the tools to develop into a player, I think Amir Smith Marset is that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean the GM there has has a good track record of drafting wide receivers. Right now, we're looking at you know who's who's locked in number third guy in the roster. There really isn't it's, one. Yeah, it's Ola BC Johnson. Ola BC Johnson is just guy locked in. Just a guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Thielen is he's over thirty one. I, I think he's turning thirty two during the season. He'll be thirty one this year. Thirty one yep. in the season. Okay. So and he's again, ten years younger. Than that me. doesn't mean anything because they can easily draft a wide receiver in the first round next year, sure, or they absolutely. can trade for Julio Jones, or they can sign a guy. But you're right, Amir Smith Marset is somebody who does offer that upside. So. Going back to the uh, Diami Brown pick, like I don't see any upside there from a fancy football potential. Where Amir Smith Marset, he offers some potential, so he's somebody I would a hundred percent draft over a guy like Brown, and I would honestly probably take him over Cornell Powell as well, just because of the upside there in Minnesota, offsetting Justin Jefferson. Now Powell is there with uh, obviously Mahomes. he's Pat Mahomes, so they're really close for me. But with his speed and and his size and what he could do and bring to the table, the fancy football potential 
offers more to me with Amir Smith, and I really like him right around here, pick 24, 23, 26, right around there. It's a little bit high for me. Um, I do like the player. I think he's got some upside, but I don't think you need to take him that high. Um, I think I don't necessarily know that yeah. you would. I'm just this is just where I would have him right. No doubt, no doubt. Um, I, th- I think you can get him in the third round and 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 feel good about it. That's where I would feel good about it. Um, sure. uh, getting him later on in the third round. Uh, so it's just it's just a little bit early for me. I do like the, the player, and for everything that you just said, uh, he does have a clear path. I think in the future, you know, not yep. so distant future, to to be fantasy relevant and have like a starting job on an NFL team. I mean, that's all it takes sometimes. And a lot of the guys we're talking about, it's like real slim on guys even like with this path. You know what I mean? Like fifth round, not too early, not too late, but right in that wheelhouse of like there's opportunity there. That Minnesota has shown they will give those guys that opportunity. He doesn't have a lot of competition ahead of him. So if I, he's one of those guys that I'm paying attention to a lot this year where like, I want to see how he's involved in this offense and how he does, because if it does, he's going to become a mid-season buy. For sure. Because if he shows any of that potential, he's going to be replaced Adam Thielen. That's the thing. Like, if I see this guy actually produce in the NFL, even in, like, you know, you hear good reports come out of, out of rookie camp, or he shows a little something in a game, he'll he'll start to creep up my ranks. But for now, I'm going to leave him where, he's at, where he is, because he could just as easily be a fifth-round draft pick. You have him top we, 36 or no? No. Okay. That we just never Oof. hear of again. Oof. Um, Hater. Uh, so it, that's how I kind of feel about him. You know what I mean? He's splashed. He's shown a little bit of things on tape here and there, but it's never been a consistent thing. That could that could be due to the offense. That could be sure. due to the player. Well, so he had a, he had a really good market share right. um, just because there there wasn't much there. So right. uh, twenty six Kenneth Gainwell. That is my RB six right now in the class. Yay nay. How are we feeling? I have, I have met the exact same spot. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. 26. yeah. Yep. The, the top half here of the third round, essentially, is like, I'm okay. These are like the last guy. Like, you're almost have them in the order I would have them where I'm sure. taking them because Kenneth Gainwell, again, he's all for somebody. <laughs> he, he's ex, he's got the speed. He can get outside. Uh, he can catch some football. So, for me, coming out of Memphis, like, again, he set out the year because he was very confident in his ability. Some people think he lands in a terrible spot, but Miles Sanders just has not produced like we want him to produce over these last couple of years. Now, when he gets on the field, he does produce. Right. He's just been nicked up. Yep. But he's just he's he's on the best spot, but at the same time, we've seen a lot of running backs offer potential as a one-two sure. combo. And right now, the Philly wide receiver situation isn't completely. I mean, it's and look at the money Smith. They got Jalen Rager, two guys we we like a lot. They got Dallas Goddard. So for me, Gainwell's a nice picker. I would probably take him just a little bit lower because in a situation he is on his rookie contract, I just don't see him offer unless Miles Sanders goes down and he could prove he can handle some of the load. I don't think his upside offers high enough. And like you mentioned before, when we start getting this later in the draft, I'm looking for upside here. Right. That's why I like Amir where you had him. Cause like, I'm just looking for really good upside. Yeah. Cause what I feel like most of these guys we're going to be talking about, like they're bottom of the roster guys. Bar- some of these guys barely get off your taxi squad. So Gainwell for me, now if he gets an opportunity, there's a path there, and I like the player. But in this window, I like him. I guess. He he could he could absolutely be what Boston Scott has been for a while for Philly, uh, in that he gets enough receiving work where he becomes you know fantasy relevant. At times show me a championship caliber. Uh, show me a championship game where somebody's starting Boston Scott. That I mean, like again, sure. I'm not. I'm looking for guys that are helping me win. When we go back to say I always try to win, it's like what guys are. I'm not. I'm not looking for roster stuffers. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not looking for – like, Boston Scott, at one point for a very brief window, is a nice add-in to a trade. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe Kenneth Gainwell – maybe the upside of a Kenneth Gainwell is, like, you draft him here at a high third, and he gets a little bit of opportunity, and you can turn him into a high 22 second. You know, something along those lines. And that's what I, I – personally, I don't see a ton of upside with the player himself, so I yeah. would I would use that opportunity to, to flip him. The flip. He's yep. – he's his value here is, is that is – that, as a flip candidate, not a long-term dynasty asset, in my opinion, you know, because yep. I think Miles Sanders is night and day more talented than a guy like Kenneth Gainwell. Oh I, yeah, and I like that. I'm not even pooping on Gainwell because I like this tape. I know you weren't as big as a fan, but I you think, and I, I think he was a little stiff. Yeah, yeah, you and I like his tape yep. coming out of Memphis. So he I, was my RB four pre-draft. But the situation for me is just it allows me to get I'm more on Matt's side here and just kind of move on. But I like to pick as a flip potential guy here. Sure, put it that way. All right, let's move on to 27. Dwayne Eskridge ended up being a second-round pick going to the Seattle 
Seahawks. How are we feeling about Eskridge? I, I'm really confused about this pick going in the second round because they just locked Tyler Lockett up for a long-term mm-hmm. contract where he's on that roster for multiple years. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They do have an out after two. Okay, two years. It's but still yeah. it's a long time. Uh, in Dynasty Fantasy Football, it's a long time. Sure. And they have DK Metcalf. There's no way DK Metcalf goes anywhere there. No. And he's their deep threat. You know what I mean? Like, he's their big deep threat. So, like, I like Dwayne Eskridge as a deep threat, right? DK Metcalf is the deep threat already there. Now, I know they want to, and this is also a team that says, we are going to run the football more. So, like, where does Dwayne Eskridge come? He falls in the category of me of a nice receiver and get outside, run deep, and make plays on those. But, again, a, a person that helps an NFL team but does not help your dynasty team whatsoever. Can we can we discuss this? Uh, the fact that in Seattle, they are such a downfield passing attack, but Russell Wilson is getting the crap kicked out of him. So they go out and draft a guy in the second round who is a run-after-the-catch type of guy, and you can get him the ball quickly, and he can do things with it. He could do some poor so man's Jalen Waddle type is, stuff. Is That's this, what Tyler Lockett does well. But, traditionally, But Tyler yes. Lockett also gets downfield really well. I mean, you so know what I mean? Dwayne Eskridge. So, right, I know, but but is it is it is it a kind of a change in philosophy or kind of not not a total change of philosophy, but you think a way... Seattle's going to shorten everything I up? think they're going to start shortening the game up a little okay. bit. And drawing some more, you know, people closer to the line of scrimmage, you, the, the the plays downfield are still going to gonna be there, there, but I think I think they want to get the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. Russell Wilson, obviously, this whole offseason was complaining about and, and wanting to get out of Seattle. Maybe this is a way to kind of placate him for another couple seasons. Another good way to do that would be get him some linemen. No doubt, but they are <laughs> they are that's apparently against their Bible or whatever they're whatever they're doing and using in order to draft people. They they don't have offensive linemen ranked high. So even if they, but even if they do that on a run on a team that wants to run the football more, like I just don't see the value in Dwayne Eskridge for a dynasty fantasy football roster. That's not, I don't think he's a terrible player. It's just he's a, he's he falls in that category of a player that helps an NFL team but does not help your dynasty it, team. It, the hard part is I, I wanted to have him a little bit lower, but at some point a second round second pick, round pick he's got to be there. I have a him good a li- quarterback. I have him a little bit higher than you. I mean, I have him in the in the back end. That's of right. The you had him in the and, second, and that's what we mentioned that last week. And and it's he he is a hard one to nail down. You know what I mean? Because everything we just talked about it, it's kind of two sides of the coin. It could go where he just is this sparsely used guy, or he, they could use him because he's a second-round draft pick and they had a plan for him. He, he'd remind so we'll me see. of something then like that. He, you know what he reminds me of? Of the same situation that's close to home for me is a Richard Higgins for the Browns, right? Richard sure. Higgins is a very solid receiver for the Browns, but you're not starting him on your roster. He's the third wide receiver on a team that wants to run the football first. It, that he he's a Cleveland Browns Richard Higgins, right? Like and again, he's a got the he, barrel guy. But in two years, he could be more than that. But, and and this is dynasty. And it, at at it this is. point in the draft, you kind of have to look at it like that. Like, hey, he's not going to be a producer for the next two years, but he's got a shot of replacing Tyler Lockett in three Being years. Being Tyler Lockett. The the yeah. other part we didn't mention, Gerald Everett is their newly acquired tight end. He is another guy that would play a little closer to the line of scrimmage. He's more similar to Irv Smith and some of those kind of guys. Ever too, I forgot about that as well. So it, it it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I but I agree. This is the this is a lo- more of a long term play than tr- expecting to get anything out of him in the next two years. And you're using his draft capital of that. And he was a big Senior Bowl guy as yep. well, Dwayne Eskridge. So I don't I don't listen. I don't hate him here. I just I would probably take him in the back end sure. of the third Love him down a few because. Again, I'm not looking for some of these guys here. Like, I'm looking, like, I'm trying to get in, dip my toes in. Because Dwayne Eskridge, like I said, two years. Now I'm at a decision. I got to bring him up on my roster, right? Like, And you're going to. And, and that's the thing. And I don't think you're going to do enough right there. Like, oh, I got to bring Dwayne. I got to bring him up because this might be the – they might cut Tyler Lockett. And they don't Tyler, cut, cut Tyler Lockett. Like, then what do you do with Dwayne Eskridge? Because now he's just clogging up your roster. And I draft too well to be clogging up my roster. <laughs> just me personally. I don't <laughs> know about you. you. personally. All right, let's move on to uh, guy number 28. Josh Palmer ended up getting taken in the third round by the Los Angeles Chargers. Josh Palmer, a guy that we were kind of meh on in the in the in the film process. Four hundred yard Palmer, come on, let's it was do it. Consistently four hundred yards. Had some showed some flashes, but didn't show he could separate very often. Different things like that. But we do have third round to a good team. Yep. There's a there's a potential role for him in the future. How do we feel about Josh Palmer? This is a weird one because for me personally, like I didn't like his tape that much. Mm-hmm. Right, like I didn't like the tape, but then he ends up in a real on a really good team. 
that's probably going to lose Mike Williams here soon. And Keen Allen's Sorry, old. Matt. And they entered a th- now. If Mike Williams balls out this year, you guys are all going to just you're going to you're going to rue the day that you put <laughs> Mike Williams down. It's going to be this I year. I still like Mike. <laughs> yeah, they're paying Mike Williams over fifteen million dollars this yeah. year. They're paying him so rue for the them day. for them to lock him up long term will probably be equal to what they're paying him to now, if not even cheaper. So like if Mike Williams produces. That's still, though, with a guy like Josh Palmer with the third-round draft capital on his team is like Keen Allen's getting a little bit older. He signed a four-year contract just a year ago, so he's got three more years I think he's only well. 28. Oh, he is? Keenan yeah. Allen? Yeah. It's, it's the hairline. 29? Yeah, 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 he's really it is, much mind. younger than you think he's so it's the hairline. Palmer's interesting, but like interesting in the point where like where you have him. This is, again, third round, yep. good team, good quarterback, lost their tight end. Uh, why not gamble here on a good investment? Like, again, a much... To me, I like this investment more than Dwayne Eskridge, okay. more than Diami Brown. But you know what I mean, you you can't go against the tape that much. I agree with you. I didn't like the tape. I don't care where a guy's yeah. drafted because NFL too. teams make mistakes. For sure, I did not like Josh Palmer on tape, and therefore I ranked him. I don't think I hated him quite as much as you guys did. I wasn't a huge fan, yeah. but he was kind of just mad to me. I this is a guy where if he's there in the fourth round, you know what I'm doing. You're right. Figuring out a way not to draft him in the fourth. You're round. right. I do have a problem. Do you know what I mean? Because that's where I, that's where I have him ranked, and I still don't want him. Yeah, I don't like him here actually because I would have been the fourth. Because now I'm scrolling down through some of these guys. We should probably move a little bit quicker here. We should not spend as much time because there is some other guys here that I think are better, like Austin Watkins. Even though he's undrafted, he here, is the next pick. They're they're desperately looking like they, all, every time we hear about somebody and a receiver, it's San Francisco. Every single time they're involved on these trades, they're yep. looking for a guy. And we like we all agree we all that like we like tape. Austin Watkins tape. So this is a guy who can make this roster and then make some noise. Um, again, probably the number three guy here, but long term, I'm gonna go with you and go back to the morals of the tape that I like over yeah. anything. But I've also been taking Austin Watkins at the top oh, of the, the yeah. third round in some drafts. I, I I have him in almost every league, but I haven't had to take him earlier than like mid fourth, fortunately. And that's where you have to because he's, I mean, or that's where you can get him because he's, he's an undrafted guy. Nobody else yep. has drafted him. Right. Yep. Uh, so we just mentioned him at 29. We talked about it enough pre draft that I don't think we need to belabor him too much. But let's get to number 30, a guy that we didn't really talk about pre draft, Tommy Tremble. Uh, he ended up as my tight end three, ended up going to the Carolina Panthers. How do we feel about Tommy Tremble? So what's the, what are the measurements on Tommy Trumbull? Because I've heard him described as a fullback, H-back type of guy. Is that the role he's going to be playing in the NFL? I, I just I I didn't have him out in front of me uh, when I when he I blocks a lot, doesn't he? Like he's yeah, six, that's four, so, wasn't really involved. Six, six, four, in the passing passing game so, he's, got, so, he's got plenty. Of so size. He, here's the here was the thing about Tommy on tape, and I didn't watch a ton of tape, but yeah. I did watch some tape on him. So very good blocker, very tenacious in in the in the run game there. Very raw as far as a pass catcher, but a good athlete, like He's a got very good athlete to be better. Is what right, so to say. a little bit more of a project than some of these other guys, but he had the good draft capital, and he, he's a good athlete. So combination of those things, they like to get blockers on the field. Anytime you're on the mm-hmm. field, you at least have an opportunity to make plays. In a tight end class, we're really after the top two guys. There's not really a lot else. I'll I'll take a flyer on Tommy Tremble. I'm I'm that's too rich for my blood as well on the Tommy Tremble love. Uh, I just feel like he he doesn't offer enough fantasy upside. I think he's going to be on the field. I think he's going to be in a blocking role to start with. I don't know. Do you have to draft Tommy Tremble or can you wait four years and pick him up off your free agent wire when somebody doesn't bring him up to the the from their practice squad. So that's where I'm, if, if he's available at four years from now, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. Cause I think he's an interesting guy from that standpoint, but I'm not going to draft him myself. Yeah. He's kind of guy. If he falls to you, like like fourth, I would draft as well, because how long you have to wait on him to probably produce. I mean, it's a typical three year window in a tight end anyway. So it's like, I'm with Matt. Like I could do, I can invest elsewhere or acquire him later. I mean, they're already, much they're already cheaper have, than a third round. They have pick. Ian Thomas that they don't use on that team. They 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 brought in Dan Arnold, right? Yeah, who's mm-hmm. who's basically just a receiving entity, I think, at this point. So it's, I don't think Tommy Tremble is going to be a fantasy uh, impact type of guy. So. Not 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 year one, but to be fair. A lot of these guys. Won't a lot of them are. Yeah, I know. I'm just, one. he's just a guy I'm not like willing to go out on. All right. So third my next tight end is actually the next guy. I have Brevin Jordan at tight end four. 
little bit slipped a little bit in the draft. I thought he was going to be a round three or round four. He ended up going to round round five to the Houston Texans, but it's a situation where there's really not a lot there, which right. is good and bad. How do we feel about Brevin Jordan? I just don't like his hands. <laughs> I don't like his hands. No, so I know it, he's it, got it, he's got issues there. I think he's got issues blocking. I think that's why he fell. Uh, he's he's a uh, yeah. He's good with the ball in his hands. He's good after the catch. Um, but there, I, I don't really love the player, to be honest. He, he's one of these guys that's draft. really big, real athletic. So, you, like, you want to invest in those kind of guys in the NFL team. But, like, I don't – like, what, what I hate on before, like, Brevin Jordan, to me, like, the odds of him, la- like, producing are so – if he did end up being a solid tight end, it wouldn't shock me if he put together. But, I mean, we see tight ends that have, like, his ability that go much higher – like a guy like Njoku, you know, I mean, these really big athletic tight ends that just—he's not nearly the athlete that Njoku. No, not even close. But yeah. like, but that's why he went in the fifth, though. But guys like that mold that people draft a tight end year in and year out, and they just never, ever put it together. Is it's he a like guy, a Ricky Seals Jones that like teases you here and there? Well, he's with, like six foot seven. And those guys. No, never I, I'm not saying from. I'm not saying from like a body standpoint because they're, they're not. But yeah. they're but. They have, they show, they flash, and then they're gone. They have the seven yard, they have yeah. the seven catch, not 105 yard game and touchdown, and then it's like, oh, look, and then that's the best game they ever have in their life. Yeah. It's, I, it's so sporadic. It's never worth rost- rostering. I think he showed much better on the field than his, his testing numbers were. I do think he's a very good athlete, and I, I don't think his pans are as bad as you guys do. I think they're fine. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a guy that could, could do stuff over the middle of the field for a team that just doesn't have, really many weapons they at don't all. have anything that's the thing that's going he's on he's got the shot to to show something fairly early on. yeah that's the thing there's really not much else at the position there i mean is it uh what's the guy's name kill holly wearing holly wearing they invested yeah. like a third round pick in two right yep uh that was back in the day um and yeah, a bunch of holly warren and and hope that he this is the year that he actually pulls it all together yeah it, it, houston's such a mess right now it's like oh yeah there's opportunity like what happens when Deshaun leaves? Like, it's Davis Mills throwing the football. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of opportunity there. It's just, I'm well, not. Well, it's Davis Mills, and who who did they just sign? Uh, well, they're going to be drafting whoever the number one quarterback is in the in the NFL draft next year. So, it will is. be the quarterback. Yep. So, another guy I'm somewhat interested in is a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, who was, like, I said, like, when I was breaking him down, like, he's a hashtag two-year window guy at yeah, best. sure. He ends up in New England. There's no set guy in New England. We did comp him to LeGarrette Blunt, which yeah, is the hilarious I think, that he ended up I think there. that's perfect that he's there. I think that's a great fit. I think Belichick found a guy that, that he'll be able to use because I think he knows how to use a big guy like that that can move the chain a little bit more nimble than he probably should be at that size, and, and he'll be the able The problem to. was that was LeGarrette Blunt playing well with Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Would LeGarrette Blunt play well with Cam Newton and – the offensive line that they have now, and but, well, but he offers, we will see. But he offers <laughs> potential year one usage. You know what sure. I mean? So like he jumps up for me just yeah. because again, the short year window, I can get him on roster, and maybe maybe even not right away, but come we, it's a longer season now too. Sony Mich- Sony Michelle is going to be hurt for sure at some point. So <laughs> I think his know, knee is hurting right now. Ramondre Stevenson to me is yeah. somebody like I could probably use potentially year one. So yeah. I like him much higher than when you have him ranked. We already talked to Elijah Mitchell. You said that was an error where he's ranked at 50. I'd hate yeah, him. Yeah, I, I moved him up. I have him at 33. I take him much higher. Um, Hunter Long's got some interesting uh, investment. I just don't like Hunter Long. Kellen Mond, to me, like where they took him, that top of the third there, he, with his arm ability and the receivers that he does have, well, just having Jeff, Jeff, Justin Jefferson, offers some potential to me. Kyle Trask, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't know where you have him ranked, but I think he is a guy worthy of talking about in this position. He's a second-round guy, end of the second round, but, sure. that, you know, there's already reports coming out that he's, that he's picking up the offense very quickly, and they're impressed with with that he can actually every, throw to the right person. Every top-three-round pick guy. But, but, I mean, it, you know, it's better than not hearing anything or hearing negative stuff. But, but all those running backs, all those quarterbacks – Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, Davis Mills uh, and Kyle, Kyle Trask. Trask. I, I like here at like top of the fourth because, again, if I'm going to invest in those guys, I will know in two years if I need to bring them up or not. If not, I cut them. But if I do, if they do bring them up, I have somebody I could potentially either trade for a second-round pick or start on my roster. So, sure. But besides that, man, I don't know about for you. I mean, Anthony Schwartz does one thing well, but coming out of Cleveland, they're, they're talking about they drafted him because of how smart he was um, with a team that – that has two older receivers, he might offer a little potential downstairs. I mean, he can't, I can't get him in my third. He round can't. Round. No, 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 not in the third round at all. But I'm oh, talking okay. like 
Fourth, the, fifth. You have him 51. Like, but he's somebody like I'm somewhat interested because he's he runs a four two seven. His third round draft capital. Sure. But that's really about it for me, man. I don't know who who catches your eye in here. Uh, I mean, gluteus minimus is okay, but that's, that's about yeah. It. You know, Khalil Herbert was a guy that I, and Herbert's somebody I like. You know, well. a six round draft pick. I don't. I don't think there's much there behind Montgomery. All it would take, I think, is a is a you know a nice little hamstring injury, and Khalil Herbert might be able to establish himself as a sure. guy that's relevant in, in that offense. So that, that's why you know, as a six round draft pick, I like I liked. Herbert's tape out of Virginia Tech. And I like his tape as well. And you're right, David Montgomery's not a shoo-in. So but that's it. That's uh yep. that's our episode. Wraps it up. We're gonna go into our nerd episode. Like we mentioned, uh, we're gonna talk about sophomore step up. Guys step we think gonna up in their mm, second mm. year, they're gonna kind of contribute here. And then after this, we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple weeks here of buy sells. Yep, we're gonna right? talk about go through each position, players that we want to buy, players that we're out on, and we're gonna we're gonna take a break from the rookies. We've talked a lot about the rookie class. We're going to focus on these veterans, which guys we're buying, which ones we're selling. It's Dynasty Summer, baby. we yeah, got to do Dynasty summer. Construction. So the this is pretty much the end of our rookie talk. This yep. is it. This is like the closing chapter of it. So let's get into it. Um, we got a big, big summer ahead of us. Let's build these Dynasty rosters to either the perfect rebuild or the perfect attender. We'll be back next week, Nerd Herd. Adios. You know what?